Hi, and welcome to the Defy the Norm podcast. I'm your host, Victor Obledo, and today we're going to be talking about steak for breakfast. Yeah, you heard it right. This week, I had an amazing client who has had amazing results in his uh, progress and his body transformation. I had him try to step into having steak for breakfast, and we encountered some challenges, some of which I'll connect some dots with you into identifying greater programming issues that could be impacting your life. But before we get into that, if this is your first time to listen or to see this on the video version here in YouTube, I'm Victor Obledo and my wife and I decided almost nine years ago to travel full-time in an RV with our five kids. Nine years of lessons, nine years of growth for them and myself have created an amazing opportunity to learn and grow as an individual. And I want to share some of these as I sit here. I'm staring at the sawtooth. If you're on the on the YouTube version of this, you can see the Sawtooth Mountains in Idaho. And I really went through an amazing growth process. But before, before we get into that, a little bit more on that backstory. This client's making amazing gains in this transformative process. And in this second month of his transformation, he said, all right, I want to take it up. I said, I'd love for you to wake up and have a wonderful grass-fed steak every morning for breakfast. He's like, wait a second, shouldn't I have oatmeal or like the traditional, you know, breakfast that American breakfast cereal and things like that. And the oatmeal was a big one that came up. And so it allowed me to delve deeper into going, hmm, let's question this because it might be able to connect greater dots. So this steak for breakfast question brought about other questions for him that I think were essential in his evolution. And I asked him, who do you think wants you to eat that oatmeal for breakfast? Well, you know, uh, people talk about it. I go, okay, well, what people? Hmm, And he couldn't necessarily name it. And so the question quickly came into, well, the Quaker, the guy on the bot, the (laughs) the guy on the jar, right? And I go, okay, well... Truth, yes, that company has stockholders and those stockholders want to sell their product. So they're going to paint an image of what they think they can do to create an environment where you're consuming their product. However, talk to people who are consuming that, and that's the scientific method and really broaching into feeling into, are you being manipulated or have you been taught a program? And these programs, whether you're big food or big pharma, they are in the business of really creating an opportunity for you to purchase their product, not necessarily worrying about your health. Unless you have a double blind study, don't say the research says. You have to go perceive it, then you have to go run your own experiment, then you have to be able to identify, is this working for me? Having had a ton of experience with this, I said, look, while oatmeal in general um, is a carbohydrate and we're in the process of, of helping you transform, heal your gut, it's probably not in the cards. But let's define and delve a little deeper more into programming. These two big companies are in the process of really destroying really what it is, what health is in this country. We have the most advanced healthcare system, but we consume all the drugs really in the world. And we have the highest obesity rate of any of modern society. Now, that's not what this podcast is about. It's just pointing into the programming. Programming, we've been programmed by media. We've been programmed even by, even when I was in college, um, they were telling me the Food Guide Pyramid had just come out. This is what you need to consume. And I was like, man, I already know that that doesn't work. 
because I've run this test on my myself since I was a sophomore and junior in college or high school trying to maintain my weight for wrestling. I could not eat that way. And I was certainly raised in eating a certain way. As a matter of fact, some of the programming that I carried with food, and we'll move into a different part of this a little bit later, with food was that I wanted to be like everyone else in my class. If you didn't already know, when I went to school, um, I didn't speak English. Uh, I was raised by my parents. I'm a first-generation American. They were immigrants. And so we grew up on what was traditional in their household. And that was like chorizo and huevos, right? Having a burrito, um, having chorizo and huevos with papas with potatoes in the morning was what we grew up with a lot of times. And because I wanted to fit in, well, my friends all have cereal and orange juice for breakfast. And when we would discover that as we consumed that, I was hungry like two hours later. And I remember going, ah, Mom, it's okay. I don't want cereal. Can you just make your breakfast eggs, bacon, um, a little bit more sustenance, a little more calorically dense and an all whole foods diet? Now, certainly food has changed over time. And even the chorizo that we consume, we have to really be real more careful with where the sourcing comes from. But that gives you an idea that I was being programmed this other direction. And I wanted to experiment that with it because I wanted to fit in. And so that identifies a little bit of the programming that we started to be impacted with as we were growing up and broaching food. But how does this transfer over? Here at the Defy the Norm, we're trying to get you to go identify that. And hopefully what this does is connect the dot for you. Like, oh yeah, you know, I am I have been taught this. What other programming could be instilled? And so I identify some of the other programs that help me to connect for other people as we start off with that and then identify, for example, for me, I've been living this lifestyle for nine years, almost nine years. Six of those years, it took me six years to stop feeling shame around it. Why? A big part is what I'm staring at right now. Right, I'm staring at this nature. I wake up in the morning, I generally make freshly grind coffee, French press it, go do some breath work, work with some amazing clients in the morning. And, you know, I work six hours a day and in between my clients, I'm going to do something outside with my family or I'm recovering, going to yoga, training jujitsu, I'm um, lifting weights in a gym. I am enjoying my life. And for the longest time, my programming that was instilled from a very young age was if you are not absolutely grinding out your life, you are not being successful. And what it left me feeling, you can imagine, if I carry that programming, if I'm carrying that every day in and out, what am I sending to my body when I'm not doing that? Well, I was essentially sending things like, oh, you suck as a dad, you're not grinding out, you're not working hard enough. Um, my, my program has even led me to sometimes when we had my brick and mortar. I was at capacity, beyond capacity. As a matter of fact, in my mind, um, probably be 25% beyond capacity when I had my brick and mortar. And people were still like trying to get their kids into my classes or trying to get in into my uh, personal training schedule. And I didn't know what to do, so I approached um, my parents a little bit. And it was so instilled in them when I approached them about that problem. They basically said, hey, if someone's willing to pay you more, you should work more. Or you should take that extra person because money is scarce. 
and you, you don't know when work will run out. And whilst that created an ethic in me, it certainly led me to believe that, oh, take whatever you can get at all costs, even your health and wellness. So you can imagine, like, there's just no way that that can have, an, that'll have such a negative impact on how you feel in your everyday life if you are constantly worried that things are going to run out or that if you're not grinding and you're not, you're not working as hard as you possibly can to the point of your detriment, you're just not working hard enough. Well, of course not. It's about working hard, enjoying what you do, and enjoying your happiness. So this programming that we're alluding to, that's one of my more common ones. The other thing is as I alluded to there, there's like money is scarce. It's a, you never know what's good. Well, no, of course. I've actually been doing this 30 years. And so while I was living for the first six years of, of our full-time RV life, I was in that shame, scarcity feeling during our travels. And it really made me unhappy. But really, it came down to searching for clues and this leads me to my really big point in this podcast is first identify some of the programs that exist do i need medicine to be healthy well i I alluded to the fact that you're all we're all sovereign we all have health do i need to the smallest thing is like oh what do i eat what have i been programmed to think that i necessarily need to eat for health okay well we've pulled that apart and the fact is that when there's external motivation for these entities that could potentially be making profit, maybe they say they stretch the truth. I say they're boldface lying because they don't really have it. But let's just say for the sake of argument, they're they're stretching the truth. Um, At one point they were telling us, you know, we're growing up. You didn't think McDonald's is necessarily all that bad for you. Well, we know that's completely different at this point. Um, And so think about that. And as we go into this next little part of our podcast, it's what else could be running? What programs are we running that we're saying? Now, my story is about what I encountered when I was full-time RVing. And what I started to discover is, okay, can I pull apart the possibility that someone else is doing what I do successfully? And I should say predicate this all because a lot of times I was feeling very, very challenged, emotionally angry, frustrated, shameful. And so I couldn't really pull it apart. So I I deferred to Robin or actually Robin would just pull me apart. Do you not think that someone is full timing and enjoying their life and doing something similar to you? And I said, well, of course there is. Well, you should probably go find it so that you can see that. And as soon as I started to search out that possibility search out like, oh, yeah, I can do this, I can work like this, and I can actually be happy at the same time, it gave opened up the possibility that something was underlying running on that base level that's controlling. So those programs are instilled from such a young age, oftentimes they're running, we've got tons of programs that are running, and we don't even know it. So the first step is to start questioning some stuff, Then identify, okay, there's probably something there. And then try to start overcoming them by finding someone as an example that's like doing what you're trying to do, right? Doing what you're trying to do. So whether it's full-time RVing, if you follow us for this on on our YouTube channel or on any of our platforms, it's like everyone wants adventure. 
everyone searches that and oftentimes we're very well aware that people are just living vicariously sometimes through our experience or their kindred spirits right they just have the same sort of feel and so by identifying the fact that okay i want what they have how can i get what they want we're inspiring adventure is a good first feel into questioning your programming are you allowed to have enjoy the outdoors absolutely how do you know well you have to go see is someone else enjoying it yes does that person resonate with me yes how are they doing it okay this way and then take a step forward into trying it so if you're trying to build a business whether it's okay um I, well you know i'm i'm a, a latino um adventure traveler is there are there other people that do this well yes can um, people of color enjoy the outdoors? Well, absolutely. But why is it so challenging for me? Well, it's because I had a programming that the outdoors is where you were when you worked <laughs> and sweat. And so enjoy your, your free time was spent chilling, relaxing. Um, and that program I had to learn to overcome to realize like in the gym, I was able to always just like, okay, this is where work's done, but I didn't have that work enjoyment of the outdoors i was like hey what i'm okay with hiking some but like hey we did a 12 miler with like 1400 feet of elevation yesterday and i can honestly tell you i did it with joy and doing it with joy produced an insight into like while other people really need to i really want to motivate people to understand that they are carrying something with limits them to first not thinking they can do it second not thinking they deserve to do it or then realizing that working for something and seeing joy while you're doing it, that's the other part. And so to round out this short but powerful podcast or video, if you're watching and you see the sawtooth behind me, you can have steak for breakfast. You can, it starts with a questioning and an intuitive nature to go, hmm, you know, other successful people do have it, steak for breakfast. Other successful people live in this way. Maybe I should delve a little deeper and figure out if that is truth. Go find the right research. Question what things are holding you back from stepping into that. Because that information, that paralysis that comes in taking too much information is an absolute thing. People don't make the move because they think, hey, it's just too too difficult. I, I, I need to have all the information. Well, at some point, you're just going to keep yourself stuck. So I encourage you to defy the norm, define what's important to you, and start questioning. Find the right research, and then find an example to help you catapult yourself into your next evolution. Until next time, take care.